Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. That is right. That is right. My name is Dennis, for those of you who don't know, who are just joining us for the first time. And that is right. Today is Thursday, which means it is Trading Thursdays. Our guest for today and for the first time is a full-time trader, father of one, and probably one of the older alpha uh, trading alpha members in Trading Experts community. Everyone, please welcome all the way from Stillwater, Oklahoma, Thomas Freshly, a.k.a. Papa Fresh. <laughs> What's up, Dennis? How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Let's jump right into it. Uh, so when did you first get into trading? Uh, my initial experience was a, a high school experiment. Um, you know, as a kid, I, I remember hearing about people investing and all that. But in high school, our teacher had a uh, kind of a competition. And so we got into groups and we chose, I think we selected like three stocks um, and at the time I really didn't know what it was or anything about it, but I've always been attracted to numbers and math. And then, so there's that aspect. And then the part about, uh, being able to make money with just your thoughts, as far as not sitting there and working a labor job or something like that. And so something struck me with that. And, uh, from there I was just kind of hooked and, uh, back in the day, uh, you had to go to the newspaper. There was CNN and maybe CNBC, but you had to go to the newspaper and read the, the financial section. And it was just quotes. So I would just go home after that. I would research companies and look at uh, quotes in the newspaper. And so uh, that's kind of how it began. Nice. Nice. You sort of have like a similar um, story as in uh, Ben when he sort of like killed his, um, I think, college competition when he got into training and stuff like that. So was it ever a scary thing to get into for you, even when you started doing live trading? Um, back then, I guess when I originally, um, began the, the thought of losing money was always there and it's, you know, it's always there, but, uh, no, it never really dawned on me that, you know, I'd hear stories about people losing their whole account and I just never thought that could happen to me. Um, you know, I always just guess it's like an ego thing where you're like, oh, that's not going to be me. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thought is there, but you just never, you you know, you just, uh, never think it's going to be able to happen to you. So it it never sort of, uh, stopped you or limited you from, you know, being the good trader that you are. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, uh, it never limited me. It's just, uh, it's part of the game, something you got to accept. And so, uh, you know, and I also learned not to take those huge risks and put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. Um, and so that was, that helped a lot, but I never really look at it as a gambling, um, or, you know, something that from the gambling aspect where I'm going all in on this. Um, I may have, maybe in the beginning, I may maybe made a few stupid mistakes, stupid trades where I put, went too big, but never all in. And like, I got to make this or I'm going bust. So nice. So how did you come across trading experts? Uh, so in, I guess it was like late 2015, maybe into 2016, um, I had left, I was at a job here in town and I was there for about 14, 15 years and, uh, they decided to change directions. And I, at that point I just wasn't really happy. And so I had left there and I found a job, um, another job in town. And I just, uh, I remember like on break sitting in the room and like, man, this is, there's gotta be a better way. I gotta do something else. I'm not happy. 
And so uh, I was you know, kind of bummed out one day and my wife asked me, like, if you could have your dream job, what would it be? And I, without really thinking about it, I said, a trader. And so she kind of encouraged me to look into that. And so I started just typing in trading for a living or trading and trading experts was one of the first ones that came up on Instagram. And in the beginning, I don't know how long you've paid attention to them, but in the beginning it was a lot of Ben and uh, I mean, he, a lot of the flashy stuff and that's more of a humble type guy. And so initially I was like, man, is this, is this a scam? And so kind of like, I think Nick Neef referenced that he paid attention to it and followed him for maybe like six months. And so I've kind of followed it and watched. And then, uh, you know, I said, all right, I forgot what it was when I joined, let's say a hundred bucks a month. If I can make, if these guys can help me make a hundred bucks a month, that'll pay for the membership. And also I'll give it a try. And so I went for it. Nice. So you mentioned earlier that you made your first immense investment back in 97. Uh, how was being able to trade change since then? Uh, great question. I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> Uh, cause there's a lot of younger guys in chat that all, you know, it's, everyone has issues with whether it's your, um, your pricing, your orders getting filled, the three day rule. Um, a lot of that didn't exist back then. Um, but, uh, so for instance, to make a trade, I would have to call, um, Ameritrade or Schwab was my original account, but I would have to call and wait on hold and place a trade. Uh, and the other thing was it was a 15 minute delay. So imagine trading with a 15 minute delay and really it wasn't as much trading. It was more of like, I'm going to put my money into this in six months, three months, six months here, uh, not as short term as we are today. Right. Um, but yeah, just the newspaper thing I referenced earlier, uh, fractions were the way every, uh, quote was given. So you had to learn your eights, your quarters, uh, five eights. And you know, what is that? 38 cents or whatever. So or three eighths, 38 cents. Um, and just knowing the fraction and, and all of that. Um, and it's just a lot, it's sped up obviously. And there's new issues today with the computers and all that, but, uh, it was just a lot slower and a lot more difficult. So it was never an overwhelming feeling for you, like having to learn all of those things back then. Uh, no, I, it was great. It was, uh, I guess if you're, you know how it is when you're really interested in something, no matter what it is, it's not an obstacle. It's just like, I really want to learn this. So what do I got to do? And, uh, it was, I guess, a little intimidating knowing that there's guys in New York with these big companies that have millions and billions of dollars that could crush you, um, with a certain trade or if you're caught on the wrong side, but it's just kind of like tiptoeing through the fire, I guess. And <laughs> Nice. So, uh, any, uh, dumb money examples that has happened to you that people can learn from? Um, yeah, there's, you know, I have this, the typical ones. I never really got into penny, penny stocks because I always read the stories about people getting ripped off. So I, but I did go for like five to $10 for a while when I was beginning and those were very difficult. So I learned the hard way with those. But, uh, the one story that actually, when I initially started, um, putting this interview together with you, I kind of, I forgot about this, but I had a friend that was also interested in it. And, uh, we grew up in San Diego is where I grew up and we would research companies, but San Diego is a really, um, big biotech area. Mm -hmm. And so we had this long list of all these companies and we didn't know which ones were the better ones. And so we came up with this idea to drive around to all their headquarters and check out their building, which, uh, it's not, he's looking back, it's kind of dumb money, but it's not the worst idea right. because if, if you drove up to Apple's facility and you said, look at this place, these guys make money, uh, you know, you could, but I wouldn't make an investment based on that nowadays. Right. 
But back then, so we spent a week and we drove around and made a list of the most impressive or the nicest facilities. <laughs> and then we, uh, I'm sure I traded a few of those names back then, which uh, at this point, I don't know which ones they were, but uh, that was just one example that I, looking back, I was like, man, that wasn't, wasn't the best way to go about it. But so, but yeah, other than that, I've made this, the usual errors of going too big, too large on your positions and uh, learning the hard way of not having the right size and then just going for those cheaper stocks because, you know, Ben talks about it all the time. Uh, it's the percentage, not the price. And so just because the stock is $5 and it goes to seven, you know, you can do the same thing with a $200 stock and, and it goes to 250 or whatever. So, um, yeah, I just learned the hard way with those. And I, I mean, yeah, it is kind of dumb money and it isn't as bad as dumb money as other people experience, like you mentioned with penny stocks. But I mean, that just goes to show you that if you're passionate about something, no matter what, you know, whatever's out there, you're going to do whatever it takes like you, where you actually physically drove around and looked at facilities <laughs> for a week, which is freaking awesome. So what <laughs> misconceptions do you think are out there that people may have about becoming a full time trader? Um, misconceptions, I would say, I think, uh, shake points it out quite a bit and, and Ben does as well. Actually, he referenced it about a week ago in the chat that it was, it's very difficult to do. Um, and most people should stick to with, um, you know, working on investing for a little longer term and not like not quitting their day job to do this, right. you know, keep your day job, keep adding your 401k, but learn how to do this. Um, but as far as misconceptions, um, yeah, I would say that it's just uh, maybe that I don't know the percentage that people fail at this is like 90 something percent. So it's not an easy thing to do. Um, but, you know, it's just something you got to stick with and you're going to take you're going to take your losses over time. Um, but it's just being consistent and uh, sticking with it. Um, so. I don't know, uh, as far as misconceptions, I guess. I mean, they're uh, probably dead on then. Cause you know, since you said like 90 something percent people fail as becoming a, uh, um, a full-time trader, it's not really misconceptions. It's sort of like facts of actually actual fear of becoming full-time traders because you know, so many people fail at it. Right. Yeah. The guys say it all the time. If, if it was that easy, everyone would do it. And so it's just, uh, having the fact of maybe having a savings account built up and it's not as easy as it looks. Um, and so just being prepared to, you know, weather the storm and, uh, and stick with it and, uh, you're, you know, really just have the passion for it. So, and since you mentioned you really didn't have any obstacles as far as trading and all those things, cause you had a passion for it. You loved it. You loved what you did, but were there any sort of roadblocks or obstacles that you sort of had to overcome when becoming a full-time trader? Um, in the past couple of years, uh, I would just, yeah, I mean, main, mainly being consistent and, uh, you know, there's times where, you know, I wasn't able to make um, whatever it is in a month to pay the bills. And so you got to use your savings account or whatever money you have saved. And so uh, hitting those goals monthly, you know, that's a definite, it's, it's not, it's, I don't know, it's hard to take sometimes in the beginning. And so you feel like you're failing. Um, but if you're able to stick with it and, uh, and keep going, um, and then roadblocks, just, uh, I think the mental roadblocks, I would say would be the most, uh, things, stuff like that, except in the losses and, um, not, not, and shake points this out quite a bit. You don't have to make money every day. 
And so if you're looking at your account every day and you and you have a couple of losses, uh, that weighs on you. And so um, what I usually do is you, in certain accounts, you can um, block out your total. Mm-hmm. So you're not sitting there looking at a number. And so I don't focus on a number. I focus on the right trade and, you know, trading properly right. and not looking at your number up and down every day. Um, and so I guess it would be more mental roadblocks for me um, and not worrying about every day you got to make money because, you know, it's you got to be patient. And that's one of the things that I've had to learn. So nice. So can you walk us through a day of a full time trader? Well, what does that usually consist of? Oh, I think the uh, shape, um, he probably get the model, the model trader. He has a lot more work on his plate than I do, obviously just with running trading experts. But, uh, yeah, it would just be a lot of research. And so, you know, for me, I've realized this in the last maybe a couple of months that if I wake up super early and get all fired up and research and I'm like just waiting and I get anxious and then I'll see something pop on the screen and, um, and then I might, deviate from my plan. You know, I have a couple that I set aside and then I see, oh, this one looks like it could go. And then it's kind of a rabbit trail where I don't stick to what I'm doing. So I think I have too much time. And so now I, I do most of my research at night and, uh, I'll line everything up. And then that way in the morning, I wake up a little later, I guess, than most people would, but that way I'm not there just, um, so yeah, in the morning I'll kind of set up, set, make sure my stops are where they should be, uh, go over everything, review kind of what I, with the, the stocks that I like, uh, shake usually throws out his list. And then, um, there's a lot of guys in the chat and girls that will throw out their list. And so I'll take a look at those, uh, and then just, you know, get those stops where they're supposed to be. And then throughout the day, it kind of depends on how the market trades. Um, I try not to pay attention to it all day. You know, uh, there's group guys that play basketball with, so I go up to the college and play hoops, uh, and try to do something active, try to get away from the screen. So you're not just sitting there glued to it. Um, and then after the bell, usually I'll kind of go over the day, um, and review, you know, some of the stocks that I saw throughout the day, um, that are interesting to me. And then later at night, usually I'll spend an hour or two, um, before I go to bed and setting up for the next day. Nice. So, Nice. Awesome. So how have you uh, managed being a father while being a full-time trader? Uh, I don't know that uh, that's a good question. Uh, it's like, being a father. I have a great son. Sometimes I wonder if, I don't know if it's just, he's born that way or what I had to do <laughs> in the process, but he's a great kid and I couldn't ask for anything more. Um, but, uh, as far as that goes, you know, I just, try to spend as much time with him, you know, cause obviously you got to find a balance with anything, no matter what your job is. So finding the balance and spending time with him. Uh, the one thing that's been really difficult is I want to teach, I want to pass on as much knowledge to him as I can about what I've learned. So he doesn't make those mistakes that I have. And he really is not interested <laughs> at all right now. <laughs> he doesn't uh, want to hear it. I don't want to hear about money, dad. Just give no, it to me 13, and I'll be okay. He's 13. And so, uh, he he'll pay attention to a little bit of it, but it's like when I start to, I don't push it, but if I talk to him about it, it's kind of like, you know, their eyes glaze over and he just doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just kind of patiently waiting for him to give me the sign that he's interested and uh, I'll try to impart some of my, of my knowledge onto him. But uh, as far as that, as far as raising a kid, it's just like anything else. Just find the time to spend with your family. And that goes with being a husband or a father. And 
uh, spend time with, you know, them and try to, you know, I, I'm going to try to lead him that way. And eventually I think he'll figure it out, but it's just, I don't want to force him because when you do that, it kind of turns him away. So right. it, it leads him off of it. So, uh, heard you were on the infamous ring, ring, Rincon uh, trip where Andrew went into the ocean with everyone's phones. Do you have any story, funny stories from that trip? Man, yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> I think about that trip quite a bit. That was legendary. I think it was one of the first ones, um, and it was it was Art that went into the into the. So just so we clarify, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a great dude. I think he just had one too many uh, mai tais, maybe. But um, man, there's some good ones. Uh, Shake and Ben made a ten thousand dollar bet uh, over the car. We came out in the morning and the car was gone. One of the rental cars were, were was gone. Shake was adamant it got stolen, and Ben. I think Ben only had like a beer or two that night, so I would have put my money on Ben. Uh, but they shook, and uh, they no. I don't think any money ever changed hands. Uh, but they straight up bet ten thousand. Um, watching Shake. Uh, put together the shakedown after uh, a handful, two handfuls of um, uh, Cuba Libras, I think, or I forget what drink it was. It was maybe rum and something, but <laughs> he just sat there all day and just went after this, the shakedown and, you know, had a few cocktails. But it was impressive to watch his dedication because people were going to, going out to surf, going on the beach. You know, it's vacation. That dude just sitting there in front of his computer grinding out. And it was like the, nothing around him existed. He was just locked in on, on his computer and putting that thing together. So that was impressive to see. Um, so, yeah, just the whole trip was incredible. And I guess if I, I got to get Ben back a little bit, I rented a room and uh, to stay. They, they left that night and I, my plane left one more day or one day later. Right. So I rented a room at this little resort. It was right on the ocean. And Ben had a female friend with him. And uh, she wanted to throw her things, throw her things in my room to keep them safe. And they disappeared for like a while. And I, I had a feeling it was going on, but I was just like, it's all good. Take one for the team. So <laughs> he, he's probably going to kill me. Hopefully he doesn't clip me and clip my membership. For yeah. that, but. <laughs> You're cut off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So but. Shake also mentioned you guys hit up the mountains in Denver. How was that? Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh just to spend time and you know, really he had his whole trading setup with him out there. And so it was great to kind of see him in action and trade, um, and watch, you know, what he does. But I didn't, from my standpoint, we went and I was fortunate enough to hang out with him and go snowboard and ski. And I really didn't like dig into like ask him a bunch of questions about trading because it was vacation. And so I just wanted to keep it, you know, uh, more fun and not, not having focus on that. So it was cool to see him. He's super passionate about snowboarding and he's good. Nice. And so it was great to see him in his, in his, uh, element. Cause I know he loves the mountains and the snow. Um, but he rips. And so it was fun to follow him around the mountain. Uh, we found Narnia for those that have been to Breckenridge. Uh, you should definitely go find Narnia. Nice. nice. <laughs> so, um, just to wrap things up a bit, uh, any advice on, uh, what you would recommend before someone tries to take on trading full time? Um, yeah, I would say a couple guys in the chat have hit me up about that, and it's uh, it's difficult. So it's the hardest thing that I've ever tried. You know, I had, like I said, I had a job for you know twelve. I guess it was fourteen years, and having a normal job to doing this is this is so much more difficult. You know, time a factor times two or three at least. 
So just pre be prepared. Um, I would say save up at least like six months to a year if you can in bills. Um, have your savings set aside so that you have something to fall back on and you're not focused on having to hit every month, you know, right off the bat. Um, just be patient. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, there's a lot to, that goes with it. And so there's from the mental aspect, um, it's just, I guess, getting rid of your ego and uh, not having any attachments to, you know, any stock at all. Don't get married to a stock, you know, if you're going to trade it, trade it and, uh, and get out. But just, um, yeah, I don't know, the savings, I would say, would be the key. Um, and then if you're, if hopefully, if you are trying to do this, you're part of the alpha group or trading experts, uh, I would say utilize Ben and Shake's advice to the fullest. Um, if you're having a tough, tough time or you're in a slump, um, just scale back and, and go light and focus on the stocks that Shake is trading or that Ben is trading and don't try to find so many on your own. Right. Um, those guys are like the eighth layer of probability, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. they've, you have all these other probabilities and then if Shake has one that he gives the blessing to or that he really likes, you know he's done his research, research, and that he's not just going in winging it. So, right. uh, so it's basically, in other words, use trading experts to its fullest advantage. Definitely, and then beyond that, uh, and I know guys have said this a lot, uh, but just in general, um, the life, you know, I guess guys will say it changed your life. It changed, it has changed my life in aspects. I used to hate reading, and I, I'm going to blame this one on Ben. Uh, I think I'm. <laughs> I'm not as much into it as a lot of the other guys, but I'm on like my sixth or seventh book this year. Nice. Whereas a couple of years ago, uh, it would be that many books. <laughs> and, you know, I, I read articles and, and finance stuff, but uh, I wouldn't sit there and read a book. And so, uh, and then just the group of guys, everyone's positive and uh, supportive. Um, there's a business aspect. A lot of guys run their own business. So it's more than just trading um, for a lot of people and me in general. So. So one more question before we uh, sign off. How um, how welcoming, how how can I put it? Like how awesome has the trading trading experts community been for you while, uh, be, you know, since you've joined uh, the alpha chat? Um, it's yeah, I, I don't, it's hard to put into words as far as like support goes. Um, you know, a lot of people I know there's a lot of. I don't know exactly what the member total is, but there's way more members yeah. that don't chat than do. And so a lot of guys are maybe afraid or shy to throw out their ideas um, or even just address the group. And it's good to see, you know, some of these guys come in and with business questions because there's all, it seems like there's always somebody that knows all these different areas and they're going to support you and help you. And um, everyone is there to, to see everyone else succeed, it seems like. And so it's, I don't know how to, how you can recreate that culture, but uh, a lot of businesses across America would do, or the world would do well if they could embrace that culture because corporate culture is nothing like what you have in the alpha chat. It's, uh, you know, it's everyone's supportive and uh, they're helpful. Um, everyone's always answering, you know, if someone asks a question, it gets answered pretty quickly. Nice. Uh, so it's good to see. Yeah. All righty. Uh, Thomas, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, before we head out, um, I saw one of your uh, videos on Instagram. I was sort of stalking you, and I saw you was uh, playing volleyball. I was actually playing volleyball for the first time in years. Uh, I was visiting family in New York, so I was playing volleyball on the sand. It was awesome. I killed it, so just get ready because <laughs> I'm going to give you a whooping if we ever meet in person, dog. 
Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you'll, hopefully you'll be on my team. As long as you can set, I can spike it. Uh, there you go. That would be sick. Either that or a hoops tourney. I'd be down for some hoops. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in. Keep practicing. That's uh-huh. awesome. So thanks again, Thomas. I really appreciate it for you coming on and sitting down and talking with me on Trading Thursdays. Um, it really means a lot. And for everyone out there, don't forget to follow Trading Experts on Instagram. That is Trading Experts, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Those are all separate accounts. Uh, their main account is Trading Experts with no numbers. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. That's Paradisos Podcast. On Twitter, Paradisos101. And check out our website, www.paradisos.world. And until next time, my beautiful people, God bless you all. Peace.